you know, you used to stop and think about this. If you've got a hundred million people out there looking at billboards, and that's a hundred million people that can come up with ideas how we can stop this, what we can do to help people, you know, yep. intervene for kids or whatever we need to do. That's that many more minds thinking about how we can curtail this and maybe someday have victory over it. I'm Todd Bills, and in this edition of Overdrive Radio, we'll hear much more from the voice you just heard there, that of Rodney Timms, founder of Oklahoma-headquartered Western Flyer Express. Likewise, the issue he made reference to, prevalence of child abuse in America. Timms, whose son Randy is principal head of the fleet these days, founded two years ago the Attica Organization. No, that's not a reference to the prison in New York, rather the acronym uh, A-T-T-A-C-A, Attica stands for All Truckers Together Against Child Abuse. In the conversation that follows, Tim's explains his motivation for what is essentially an issues awareness raising organization, likewise with something of an educational mission to a general public that may not be 100% aware of the signs of an abusive situation. More urgently though, uh, Tim's hoped that his uh, personal story with abuse would spur truckers and overdrive's audience to join him in his cause to eradicate a despicable practice that has difficult, sometimes debilitating, ripple effects throughout the life of any child unfortunate enough to experience it. There's some evidence his message has been getting through to haulers in the past year, at least those in my network. I might wager that, given the wide reach of this issue, and many truckers' well-known giving hearts when it comes to children in need, Attica could well make waves among truckers over time in a manner similar to the rise of another organization, Truckers Against Trafficking. Time will tell on that score, and for now, here's Tim's, first detailing his history in trucking in brief. Start out with, uh, I actually grew up, my dad was a truck driver, and then, I don't know, when I turned about 16, he bought three or four of his own trucks and trucked for a long time until he died. And uh, I just fell, I fell in love with trucks, you know, much the same as my son has done behind me, and... uh we started Western Flyer about, well, we actually started RWTMs in 1990, and by 1996 had to file bankruptcy. So we right. restarted again, lost everything we had. We had five trucks. The finance company said, hey, if you can make the payments, keep 90 days. If you can't, we'll come get them 90 days. They were getting so many repos back then that they, uh, you know, offered to give us a little bit of time to work it out. So. We took those three right. trucks. We couldn't buy any trailers because we didn't have any credit. And and uh, we a friend of ours bought some trailers and leased to us, and that got us started. I went to bank, borrowed seventeen thousand dollars, and last year we did a little over a hundred million. How many trucks are are you operating this uh, currently? Well, currently eight hundred and fifty. Plans to reach a thousand within ten months. Uh, that's quite a, a quick amount of growth. Are you are you buying that many trucks, or are you bringing in owner operators and are doing a little bit of both? Well, we we do we do both, but we're buying a lot of trucks, and we have a program to sell them to the to the drivers if they're interested. They lease them, and then at the end of the lease, they can purchase the truck for one dollar. So it's worked it's worked out to a pretty good program. My son now runs the company. He and I are the are owners of it, so uh, it's made it easy for me to step out and do this thing with. 
you know, I lived through it and, um, you know, I'm blessed to be here today because when I was 15, I I guess my dad decided he just didn't want me to live. He tried to beat me to death and he come close to getting that done. So I had a bad attitude for a few years. Uh, tell me a little bit about that story. I know you've you've written it. Um... Yeah, as I uh, started to animate uh, there, Rodney Timms is the author of a couple of books, but his My Three Angels story chronicles his personal history of abuse as a child. You can find more about the book via the website for All Together, uh, All Truckers Together Against Child Abuse. That's a t t a c a attica dot org. Timms tells part of that story and what follows, and. Here's a bit of a content warning for any sensitive listener in the audience. The story contains detailed descriptions of physical violence. Well, it started back at about the age three. My dad started abusing me physically and mentally, of course. But as I grew older, I mean, by the time I was five years old, they kept having to take me to the hospital. They thought I had asthma. But as it turns out, I was having panic attacks at the ripe old age of five and uh, didn't figure that out for years. And then... Of course, there were three different people that entered my life that I figured out years later that saved my life, or I'd been dead because I was at the point that one of us is going to have to die, me or him, and I figured it was going to be me. You know, I actually got up the nerve to go get the gun out of the closet one night and was going to kill him, but the gun wasn't there and had always been there. And uh, But anyway, when I was 15, he just... I guess he got tired of me, tried to beat me to death and on the side of Highway 54 south of Goatee Oklahoma, and uh, 9 o'clock at night on the highway, and not one person drove by. I mean, that's rural Oklahoma, and there is no traffic after dark, you know. But he proceeded right. to beat on me for an hour and a half, and uh, he was working for a, a trucking company in, in Weatherford. He was actually a mechanic for them. And uh, so they, he, I got in a pickup with him after that. They drug me up in there because he'd already beat me till my eyes fell shut. And I'm throwing up blood left and right. But uh, then he proceeded to beat me in the chest with his fist all the way to Weatherford, which is another 20 miles or so. And when we got there, there was another guy that was staying in the trailer house with him. And he, I could hear my, him and my mother talking that they couldn't take me in there because he's afraid, you know, there'd be trouble. So. They covered me up with a tarp in the back of her pickup and left me there over the overnight. And then when we, me and my me and my mother and two sisters went home the next day, which they all had a front row seat and got to watch this beating. Then they put a quilt over me and led me in through the door so nobody could see me. So, and my mother never did anything to protect me, which I don't understand that. But, and she lived until uh, she was 87. She died about six months ago. And I finally got to sit down with her about a year ago and sit down and have a conversation with her. And I told her, I said, I blame you as much as I did him. And she said, well, if I had it to do all over again, I'd do it different. And I said, well, wouldn't we all? We've we got to make the right decisions. You know, I can't imagine somebody not wanting to protect their own kids. And I'm sure she was scared, you know, as as my sisters were too. But, you know, he beat on them some, but hardly ever. But he felt no guilt of whatsoever beating on me and he just right. obliterated my my whole life and so i fought back determined to be different had a bad attitude couldn't get along with anybody couldn't keep a job and long about the age of 20 well i got married at the age of 16 left home 
Of course, I left home right before then, but I got married, had my own kid, which is my son who runs the company now. And uh, uh, when I reached the age of about 25, I was out buying a pickup one day and it was in a guy's business in his, in his office. And he, I bought the pickup and he said, I need to run home and get the title. So I saw this pullout on his desk that had something typed on it. And out of curiosity, I pulled it out and it said, the 10 greatest mistakes ever. And I couldn't tell you what nine of them are, but I remember the, the the greatest mistake ever was giving up. And it dawned on me that I was a quitter. Every time the going got tough, I walked away. And I thought, oh my God, I can't, I can, I never get anywhere quitting. So, you know, things that people take for granted that they do as a natural person that's never been through abuse is relaxation. I couldn't relax. I had absolutely no idea how to relax. I couldn't sit still. So I bought me one of these cassette tapes, if people know what those are, uh, back then and put it in the cassette recorder beside my bed. On, it was cognitive therapy on how to relax. It teaches you to start at your toes and go all the way to the top of your head. I did that for 10 years, and after that, I could completely relax. But my body had to be retrained completely. And I tell people all the time, you don't understand the dangers of abuse. I mean, let's take for an example, but the time I was 17, my whole desire was to be a contract killer. I thought somebody should die for what I went through. I wanted to go out and kill people I didn't know and come home. You know what I'm saying? Get my orders, go do it, and come home. But I also thought if I did that, I'd be dead time I was age 30. But back then, I really didn't care. I just, you know, wanted to hurt somebody. And people say all the time, well, don't tell people that. It scares them. I said, well, it's about time somebody got scared. Tim's points to a variety of statistics around the prevalence of a history of child abuse among those who go on later in life to themselves be involved in acts of violence. That includes a particularly large share of captured serial killers throughout history, he says. Thus, his organization, he hopes, can have secondary effects over time by bringing greater awareness and reducing child abuse incidents. It's a huge problem, and people just keep pushing it under the rug and hiding from it, and it's just, I call it the cancer of our country. It's eating us up from within. we got to get it stopped. So I started this organization called Attica, All Truckers Together Against Child Abuse. And, of course, the first thing somebody said, well, that's the name of prison. I said, well, you abuse your kids, that's where you need to be. They said, well, it's got the word attack in it, and you got kids. I said, we are attacking child abuse. So put those to rest, but we want to put billboards across America telling people how bad child abuse is. I don't believe the the public knows how bad it is, and if we can get those billboards out there, people will start talking about it. Now, about a year and a half ago, me and my wife were in New York City in Times Square looking at all them electronic billboards, and I looked up, and there's a permanent fixed billboard up there, and the company uh, was Lamar, which is one we use here locally, so when I got back, I called them because I'm thinking a goat and it was a goat on this billboard and said, we need love too. And I'm thinking we got animals up there. We can raise money <laughs> to save animals, but we can't raise money to save our own kids. So that really got yeah. to me. So when I got home, Lamar gave me the number for the people in New York City. That billboard, just so you'll know, is $300,000 a year. And that's the charity rate. That's 50% off. So they're expensive, but our goal is we got to have one in Times Square. There's 14.5 million people there in any one day. 
they can see that, and we've got to let them know that as truckers, we're going to stand together to help raise awareness about child abuse, to help people understand how bad it is, and then maybe we can start getting results on getting it stopped. And I tell people every day, we saved one child, we got victory, but we're never going to stop with one. We're going to keep digging through and digging through and digging through. And of course, Taylor Barker is our national spokesperson, by the way, for Attica. Tennessee-based owner-operator Barker, uh, who Tim refers to here, is uh, indeed a big supporter of the group. And he's not the only owner-operator in Overdrive's orbit to publicly pledge his support. Christensen Transportation leased owner-operator Clifford Peterson a regular contributor to our Overdrive Extra blog, detailed his own harrowing story of abuse as a child in a post this past year that urged fellow truckers to support Tim's organization. You can find that story via overdriveonline.com by searching the organization's name, All Truckers Together Against Child Abuse. We, we're starting to get some exposure, but we need every truck driver out there to join. We sell memberships, $25 a year. And you can put that on a credit card. We can get with trucking companies, try to get with big executives if I can ever make that happen, and tell them that we've got to get the word out there and offer them an orientation and all their drivers the opportunity to join and maybe payroll deducted or something so that we can get this thing up and moving. We we have three billboards in Oklahoma City, and that's as far as we've got. But we've got to keep going and get them across this country. People got to see how bad child abuse is. We got to make them aware. And that's our goal. And that's my goal. I have a, you know, 53 foot trailer with Attica on it, a big black Peterbilt that pulls it. In fact, it's, it's a beautiful rig, but we do that to raise awareness. I take it to any event that people will have us. I mean, parades, wherever we need to be, we'll have it there. We had it in the GAT show in Dallas when Taylor Barker was there and won that uh, talent yeah. show. I mean, we, we try to get around, but, you know, it's hard to get to everybody, and there's so much going on these days, but we got to get the trucking community behind us. We've got to get people to start stepping up and say, hey, we want to help you. And think about this. This is also one of the things, if you're involved in an accident in a trucking company, you can show them you support Attica, and it, because the plaintiff attorney is going to go in there and try to make you look bad, this makes them look good. I mean, if we could get trucks all over this country to put them, put Attica down the sides and what we represent, we could, we could, uh, we could show a lot of people just as much as billboards, if not more. If we could get that done, then we might not have to have as many billboards out there. But we've got to get trucking companies on board to help us, and that's what yeah. we need. I was wondering if you'd. Uh, I know, I know you got the the truck uh, that we've I've seen pictures of with the with. Uh, you know the insignia on the van trailer. And I was wondering to see if there were others out there who had done the same, but uh, apparently nope, not, uh, not, not yet. Not yet. But if we need trucking companies to get on board and help us do that, those are more valuable than billboards because they run all over the country, everywhere. But that's what, that's our goal. We just got to get the trucking community involved, and I'm having trouble getting through to them and. You know, everybody said, well, we got our own charity. We got this, that. This is extremely important because I'm in the trucking business. We got to show the American people that trucking community cares, and this is how they care. Plus, I'm a writer. I've written, I wrote my first book, My Three Angels. Second book was Contract Killer. 
but I've written recently written a book of poetry. I write poetry for wrote, written it for years. Um, but I wrote just wrote a book that's published by TBN Trinity Broadcast Network that's coming out January the 28th, and it'll be okay. available on our website at Attica.org. So, and so's our memberships. And so, if you want to donate, you want to join. But man, if we could get the trucking community behind us, we need it. We need them right. bad. We need to show the American people that truck drivers care. Well, sometimes people get get the thought that truck drivers are just out there trying to run over people and don't care. Well, that's wrong. Right. There. And we need to show the American people that they do. How is um, how long has the organization been, um, you know, official? I guess. Oh, officially two years, but it's been real okay. slow, and we we we've got a board of directors now, and we're just starting to get it. You know, we don't have a lot of money. Most well. Most everything's been put in has been my money, so we've got to start getting a full head of steam and start getting this message out there. And, you know, in my book, My Three Angels, three angels I talk about my dog, T-Bone, that was pretty much my only buddy and helped me survive through all this. And uh, uh, we are working on a mascot for Attica called, his name will be T-Bone. Be happy to send you a picture of it. We're working on yeah. getting these dolls made for kids. So, but yeah, he was my good. rescue dog. So, and you know, dogs, uh, they started, they found out a long time ago that uh, dogs will help soldiers with PTSD. Well, soldiers aren't the only ones with PTSD and I'm not trying to minimize that at all. I'm just saying that kids growing up have PTSD from what they've been through and they need dogs for therapy as well. And hopefully T-Bone will give them a little bit of hope and something to hang on to when they don't have anything else. Now, I just saw something the other day, and this really disturbs me. Abused kids are taken to the streets because they figure it's safer to live on the streets than it is to live at home. And that's pretty sad. You know, you used to stop and think about this. If you've got 100 million people out there looking at billboards, and that's 100 million people that can come up with an idea as how we can stop this, what we can do to help people, you know, yep. intervene for kids or whatever we need to do. That's that many more minds thinking about how we can curtail this and maybe someday have victory over it. Interested readers can go online to catch an early illustration of T-Bone, which, as Tim's noted, Attica is hoping to can be a plus child's toy to at once offer a level of comfort to someone who needs it and also continue to spread the organization's message. For that illustration and for more information on Attica, find links to its website and Clifford, Clifford Peterson's story about them via my Channel 19 blog post for January 15, 2020. A big thanks here to Rodney Timms for telling his story, and until next time, here's to a safe and profitable haul. <laughs>